The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We're glad to have you with us today, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that's part of a series that we've been talking about. We've been talking about this topic, a couple different topics. Last week we talked about... Um, you just used the word topic seven times in two sentences. I was going to use it eight. It's very topical. It is very topical. <laughs> Thank you, Al. You're welcome. You're always a joy. We, um, <laughs> and I do mean that. The, the topic, thank you, Al, of today... <laughs> is we've been talking about the generalist and what the generalist is Robbie is really kind of a three-pronged approach to understanding who you are in Christ would that be a fair way of saying that yeah it's kind of cool if you look at the masculine journey website they show this compass so that we can kind of triangulate our position and and so we're coming at this generalist from three different angles so that you can kind of triangulate oh this is where I am and most men in fact all men need a sense of, you know, I know where I'm at and I know where I'm going, to, you know, and, and, and it's interesting that God is inviting us into that. And so the generalist is a way for us to triangulate and the things that we were talking about last week, you know, we talked about kind of, do you have what it takes? Mm -hmm. And and this week we're going to go towards identity where next week we're going to go speak to validation and how we find that. But this week we have that part called identity. And that would be the topic for this week, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anyway, another way of saying that is to really fully understand what we're called to do, who we're called to be in the midst of this larger story that, that Christ has invited us up into. You have to have that foundation of the generalist before you can really understand the role as the specialist, right. meaning that that's the thing that you're going to build upon is really this understanding of I do have what it takes, this understanding of my identity. And yet again, the understanding of validation that I, I know where to get my validation from, which we'll talk about next week. So as we talk about this topic of identity, we all had different clips that we picked. And we really didn't talk about the, the clips on why we picked those. And so if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and go first. When I thought of the topic of identity, there was one cartoon that came clearly to mind for me. And so I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip. And we'll come back and talk about identity and why I chose that particular clip. So here we go with a cartoon back from when Al was a, a teenager. He's He's Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm strong to the finish because I eat spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. He's strong to the finish because he eats his spinach. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. That was only 39 seconds, believe it or not. It seemed it's much longer. But the reason I picked Popeye was when I, when I started thinking about this identity, he always knew who he was. He was just, he used to say all the time, and I couldn't find this clip, I am what I am. Yeah. Right? And, and that was Popeye. He just, he knew who he was, and his role was to fight against Brutus most of the time, which was the injustice figure, right, or the, or the Satan characters we'd like to use. That He was to rescue the beauty 
in olive oil. He was called to live on this great adventure and all these kinds of things. Now, personally, I didn't really like Popeye growing up as a kid, but I really thought about this story. And this was the Robin Williams version of the movie, which was really brutal to try to watch. Quite you, know, you still owe me for that hamburger. You were going to pay me today for the hamburger. You Tuesday, last I week. think. Gladly. Yeah. It was. Gladly, I'll pay you on Tuesday. But uh, he brought his strength. He did. And he knew where it came from. Right. Right. And that's a, a big part of coming into your identity. Yeah, it's knowing who you are and what that role you're uniquely created to play. And you can't get that just by deciding you want it. You have to go to a source to get that. And so, you know, for Popeye, it was spinach. But the source that we've been talking about a little bit earlier, Vinny, was sometimes a source really plays, the Holy Spirit is vital in that role, isn't it? And you kind of had an experience this week with that, didn't you? I sure did. But to get the record straight, uh, he, Sam says that was when Al was a teenager. No, it was more like when I was a young kid. That was in the early 30s. And Popeye was Mel Blanc. The voice was Mel Blanc. But anyway, they were good, good th- uh, you know, comedies. But I had an experience. I, I was talking to Sam and Ravi and Al. You know, I think it was a week ago, this or two weeks ago, we spoke about the Holy Spirit. My wife went away for four days. Her son took her to the, the shores, and it was a good thing for her. Now, my wife is blind just like I'm blind, and she's deaf, but I'm not deaf. So I was alone, and naturally, I got the crying jags, and uh, I, it would take me a long time to go to sleep. But every single night, I believe it was the Holy Spirit to calm me down, and help me to get some rest. We had a dog, Lulu, and we had to give her away about six weeks ago to my daughter because we couldn't take care of her no more. I fell in love with this dog. I mean, really in love. I feel kind of stupid saying that, but every night that Nancy was gone, the dog slept on the bed and would wake up and walk across our feet trying to find a spot to lay down. And then would stand there after I woke up and I would say to her, what are you doing, Lulu? And she would just put her head down and fall asleep where she was. Well, this happened every single night. That, to me, had to be the Holy Spirit because I had plenty of dogs. I loved them all. But this dog here has captured me unbelievable. Uh, You know, it's not that I didn't think of my Nancy. But anyway, I think I'm I'm done, Sam. There was comfort there. There was that's comfort. That, and that's, it was and real that's comfort. Point. Yeah, when you're alone and lonely and in the midst of all these things, here comes this comfort, which allows you to get back to being Vinny and being able yeah. to pray. And I'm sure during that time of uncertainty. Uh, uh, and that's what I did. I'm sorry, Sam. When that all happened, I would wake up and I would spend the next hour, hour and a half, two hours praying. Right. I know enough. I know you're well enough to know that when you became Vinny, that that's what you're doing at that time of night, rather than being that's in the right. middle of that pity party. That's right. Yeah. And that's where the Holy Spirit interceded and brought you back to your identity. Exactly. Into your strength. Which is a great way to get into my clip, Al. It is. I mean, I'm Sam. Sam? Yeah. Larry? <laughs> <laughs> We're the three really? students yeah. today. But in my clip, the one that spoke to me just volumes and volumes and volumes is from Rocky too where Adrian literally gives Rocky permission to be Rocky. And when you watch him, it's, it's, he, he is not being himself. He's tired. He's, he's, he's not that 
But when she gives him permission to be Rocky, then all of a sudden, you know, it lights up the world. Anybody want to refill? Adrian, it costs six bucks a bottle. No, I don't need I ain't drinking now. Hey, you haven't seen the baby? No, come on. I was waiting I to see him together. Hey, the kid's a winner. He's got forearms like you, Mickey. <laughs> Here he is now. Look. Hey, oh, no. I can't it. He's ours? Yeah. He's really ours? Thank you. Oh, come on, you've done all the work. Adrian, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> believe me, we did. Oh, no, he ain't got a name. What do you want to call him? Paulie's a great name. Yeah, Paul, Paul's a pretty good name. But... What about after the father? Rocky Jr. <laughs> <laughs> come on, you really want to do that? Yeah. Adrian's the best I ever <laughs> seen. You really done good. You look so tired. Why don't you go get some sleep? Oh, no, no, I feel great. I feel great. Listen, I've been thinking. If you don't want me mixing with Creed no more, we'll make out some other kind of way, you know? There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! I really love that clip. I could have done without Al dancing around the studio. <laughs> that would have, that would have been a lot better. Well, you know, I don't want your I, dollars either. <laughs> you know, he had he had totally withdrawn. He had. He was all lost. There was no sense of direction. And when he was given permission by his wife in that situation, who he felt was key, he couldn't be himself and make his wife happy. Once he had it, and he walked into his identity. It's like that picture that I talked about before the show with you guys of that horse standing up with all its strength under power and now with a sense of direction on how the Holy Spirit is going to send it where it needs to be. And man, if I could get that or if I could just grasp that moment and I don't know if it would be Jesus or who'd say, Robbie, go out there and win and this is what you got to do and you could go into training like that. That's what we all long for. It's what makes my heart come alive. Absolutely. And Al, you know, a question for you that it's, you know, obviously God's going to call us to this adventure, but isn't it something special when your spouse comes alongside and is a cheerleader for you? I'll tell you when I get back. We will. Good. Because that was a good setup because you're going to come back and you're going to tell us about how important that is that we have others that God brings into our life to, to cheer us along the way as we search for that identity. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about how do you find that identity? Why is it important? And what's God trying to tell you about you that you may not have had ears to hear until today because he's got something special for you so come back and listen 
Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. We are so glad that you came back because God has something special for you. I don't know what that is, but he does. And he's going to be a part of this conversation as we move forward and helping you understand this identity, because I think the world comes to strip that from us and we don't even see it, it erodes so slowly. But when we left, I had asked Al a question about how important it is, not only that you have the Father's blessing, which is ultimately what you need, but when he sends somebody in your life to kind of be there along with you, and in your case, your spouse, to kind of cheer you along the way. It, you know, and I want to go back a minute to when you said how that's the first thing to get attacked. Mm-hmm. Because we all know when Jesus was going through his temptations he went through a fast for 40 days living in the wilderness and satan comes up to him and says if you are the son of god turn this stone into bread well the first real attack you see is his identity he says if you are the son of god now this is jesus who was with god in the beginning without him nothing was made that was made but if you go back just to the next section before his temptation and his fast he was baptized by John and he comes out of the water. The Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. The heavens open up and God says before the whole world, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Now, your father just says that you go into this weakened state and that's the first attack. That's the first attack that we face. It doesn't matter where you are. Do you have what it takes? The question that, that every man is haunted by, that's what the enemy's doing. He's attacking your identity. So when you live in your identity with God as he created you to be, that's the first and foremost. We'll talk about validation next week, but there's a tremendous validation that comes in that relationship. But getting back to what you were asking, the validation from your spouse, you know, it's like when you're walking with God, you think that's it, but then you've got somebody so special that God picked out for you. Someone that you were the one that he picked out for them and that he picked you out for them and them for you. And when that person does it, there's just something, and I can't even describe it, but it's a whole nother feeling of strength. Mm-hmm. It's just like a confirmation, a physical confirmation in this world. You know, to me, when my wife, she looks at me and smiles, and there, sometimes I get to work from home, and she'll come in and she'll sit in my office, in my easy chair, and I'll catch her, and she's just sitting there looking at me, and she's just smiling. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, sometimes you just make me feel so warm inside. But also, I want to add... That wives have an uncality ability, unbelievable ability. Uncality ability? They have the uncality too. Uncality to catch you in your post. 
when you're not oh, yeah. walking in your identity, yeah. when you're trying to, to be something you're not or say something that she know isn't quite the whole truth, you know, she, they love you enough to call you on it. <laughs> it but how much they love you is when they call you on it. That's true. <laughs> do they wait till you're back home or in the car by yourselves and they say, is that? Not always. That, do we, I don't quite remember it that same way. It, it is. Talk about that? It is incredibly hard to hold on to the identity. I know that. You talked about Jesus being in the middle of a 40-day fast, and I'm in the middle of a 40-minute fast, and I'm really struggling. It was at the end of a 40-day fast, just, <laughs> okay, just to okay. be biblically yeah, yeah, correct. Biblically correct. Now, that is what's attacked first, because the enemy knows that if he can take away that identity, that words that God's given you about who you are, you know, uniquely who you are in him, that he can really just rob you of lots of things, let alone rob the world of that role that God created you to play. Now, what happens, out if your earthly father isn't necessarily the biggest proponent of maybe your identity. And you have a clip that kind of speaks to that. Oh, yeah. I love this movie, How to Train Your Dragon. And in this movie, the subject, the boy, he's not really in the clip. This is actually his father who's worried that his son doesn't have what it takes. And he's the king of the Vikings. He's the leader. And so he's worried his son doesn't have what it takes. But somebody else has to speak into his heart to say, wait a minute, that's not your call. You've got to let your son find his own identity. He doesn't use those words, but I love the way this transpires. No, I need you to stay and train some new recruits. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and, and while I'm busy, Hiccup can cover the stall. Molten steel, razor-sharp blades, lots of time to himself. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, what am I going to do with him, Gobber? Put him in training with the others. No, I'm serious. So am I. He'd be killed before you let the first dragon out of its cage. Oh, you don't know that. I do know that, no, actually. You don't. No, actually, I do. No, you don't. Listen, you know what he's like. From the time he could crawl, he's been different. <sighs> he doesn't listen. He has the attention span of a sparrow. I take him fishing and he goes hunting for, for trolls. Trolls exist. They steal your socks. But only the left ones. What's with that? When I was a boy, oh, here we go. my father told me to bang my head against a rock. And I did it. I thought it was crazy, but I didn't question him. And you know what happened? You got a headache. That rock split in two. It taught me what a Viking could do, Gobber. He could, he could crush mountains, level forests, tame seas. Even as a boy, I knew what I was, what I had to become. Hiccup is not that boy. You can't stop him, Stoic. You can only prepare him. I know it seems hopeless, but the truth is you won't always be around to protect him. He's going to get out there again. He's probably out there now. You know, I love that clip, and it reminds me of the proverb, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. But I heard a Hebrew scholar say that the actual translation, if you were to do it exactly from Hebrew, would train up a child in his way, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Meaning that we're all different. We all are wired in different ways with different strengths, different gifts. So, for instance, I liked football. I liked martial arts. I had no musical ability at all. My son loves basketball. I'm terrible at that. He's fast as lightning when he's running or swimming. I'm slow as a turtle. But the thing is, I had to train him up in his way so that he can fall into his identity, not my identity. Because that's the biggest trap. We want him to be the chip off the old block. Or chip off the old blockhead, Sam, as you might say. Exactly. And in this, if you haven't seen the movie, it's really a good movie. It's an animated movie, but it's really good, and there's some great lessons in it. But Hiccup is what his dad calls him. Hiccup goes on to be a great warrior. He does. Just not in the way his dad had imagined. 
in a greater warrior because he saves the whole Viking clan. That's a spoiler, Al. You're not supposed to tell him about that. <laughs> mm. Okay. But anyway, it, uh, but you don't know how, so that's no. true. But it, it's a great movie, and it really kind of speaks to well, that Well, did you really topic. think at the end of the movie everybody dies? No. I don't think it was that big a spoiler. That's true. That's true. Now, identity. How do we go about learning what that is? Now, we, at a, a boot camp, we send guys out to ask God what he thinks about them. A lot of times that's specifically in what is a name that you call me, God? Now, Robbie, I had a question for you that I didn't prep you for, which I love doing, but how often does that name really tie into part of that identity piece? Yeah, and, and the other part of the boot camp is <coughs> looking at the attacks of the enemy to help you to, again, figure, triangulate where, the, where my identity might be. And in my case, that was once I heard faithful being what I think God was trying to tell me that he was calling me. I could not accept that until I started to begin to analyze that, wow, if I was going to attack faithful, I would do that, but by betrayal. And it started to make sense of my life and I could begin to see how I was faithful in these situations, you know, in my marriage and in, in, you know, showing up at meetings. And in other words, I, there was a lot of things in my life that spoke to that and helped me to realize what that meant. But it's kind of cool to begin to realize what your calling is or what, what, um, what your identity is and begin to walk in that and, and feel that strength that comes naturally in what that identity was you the way you were originally made. Absolutely. And you brought up the, the, the point that I was hoping that you would. It kind of ties into what Al was talking about, the way Jesus was attacked. If you are the son of God, right? If you are faithful. And the enemy wants to attack those places, but when you can look and say, how has the enemy attacked me in the past and tried to rob that? It will give you more of a glimpse of what God's been trying to tell you. A little bit more of who you are and, and how he sees you. And honestly, if you're hearing anything when you pray about that that's, that's condemnation, that's not from God. No. Right? God doesn't do condemnation. That's the enemy's ploy. It may be conviction, which we talked about before, is completely different. It may be a truthful thing of, hey, remember this, but it's not going to be something that attacks your character or attacks you as a person as much as it is help bringing out the truth in you so that you can see that. Yeah, and one of the wonderful, wonderful things about a boot camp or however it is that you can get alone with God and ask him to speak to you, Lord, what do you call me? What is my identity? What does that, you know, where is that coming from? Because if, you know, it's one thing to hear the guys of masculine journey. It's another thing to be sitting in prayer and hear that from God. And then once you get that, once you think you hear, wow, I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, you know, that I'm honor or whatever it is that you, that you start to hear, then start to go, okay, what does that look like? How would you attack that? What would that feel like if I walked in that? And those kind of things. But then the other thing that, that, that we discovered through these series of clips in this particular show is that your marriage has an identity. Your yeah. group, the masculine journey, has an identity. And Rocky, as he won, to get back to that clip, as he won that particular match in Rocky too, he saw his identity as, hey, Adrian, I did it. But listen to what happens as he gets a little older and realizes there's more identity to what's going on than just me. Yo, Adrian! 
could have done nothing without you. We did it. We did it. Vinny, as you as you listen to that, you know if I, if I know of anybody that that realizing as we go through life, that it, it really there is this identity God gives us as a unit. Yeah, I'm thinking about how we did it. You know, I mean, I remember oh, it's so clear in my mind uh, in '54 when I left home with my wife and with nothing. You know, be, only because my dad and Italian didn't believe in a divorced woman. And I want to say, just like, that, that was so apropos for me. I, uh, we did it. We did it to the point that we didn't change. My dad and my family changed. They loved her. And that made me... I don't know how to explain it. So proud of my father also, not just my wife, that she never said a word and just took care of him. Made me proud of my father that he finally got it after 40 years. So yeah, because it it's a we, right, Sam? It is, yeah. and I think that as you talk about that, Vinny, you know, Robbie, it, it is... Obviously, God calls us on this journey, and God puts those wheels in motion, but he brings people in our life along the way to help us step into that, whether it's Lulu that helps you remember something about yourself, or Alex, your wife, that helps call you into that, or, or your wife, Robbie, that calls you out as being a poser at times, which <laughs> happens to all of us. Your wife calls us all that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, it's... it's God does that br- make us posers, it, too? It does. God brings those things into our life, but notice one thing that you said, Vinny, that when you stepped into that identity... It helped bring out other people's identity. And that's where God allows us, if we let him, to help others come into identity just by doing nothing more but living authentically with him. And so you don't have to wait on a boot camp to do this. We're going to have one in November. That's a spoiler coming up. But you can go out and spend some quiet time now and say, God, what do you think of me? See you next week. <laughs>